Welcome to State Lines, where you get the best gambling and sports information in Illinois. Here are your hosts, Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Ho, ho, ho! Great to have you aboard for another edition of State Lines. Santa Claus is right around the corner, just a couple of weeks away from the Christmas holiday. And the NFL season continues to heat up as we are in the stretch run in December. Also, college bowl season here as well. And one of the great rivalries of all time in not only college sports, but all of sports will renew itself this weekend. We've got all that and more for you here on another edition of State Lines. My name is Jason Gotch, joined as always by Kevin Berger. And just a quick recap of my games last week that I gave you as best bets. Another winning week. I'm well over 60% with the best bets uh, dating back to the preseason of the NFL. Gave you the Rams minus 12 and a half against the Jaguars. They won that easy 37-7. We cashed that one. Had Seattle plus three and a half at home against the Niners. They won outright by 7, 30-23. Did miss with the Falcons plus 11 against the Buccaneers down in Atlanta. Falcons lost that game 30-17. They were right there at halftime, but unfortunately Atlanta did not cover, but we'll take the 66% winners each and every time. Unfortunately, Kevin Berger, we can't say the Bears were winners last week. They didn't win on the spread against the Cardinals. They did not win against, uh, obviously, on the scoreboard against the Cardinals, losing at home 33-22 to a very good Cardinals team. But, Andy Dalton throwing four picks in that game, filling in for the injured Justin Fields. However, Dalton was not helped out by his receivers or his tight end, Cole Komet, who had a rough day in that contest. So the Bears now 4-8 and on the year. They've lost 6 of 7. They got Green Bay coming up. We'll talk about that here in just a moment, Kevin. But let's recap last week. I know as a Bears fan, not only a better, but as a Bears fan, just another ugly week for the fans to watch this team. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um. Real quick, Jason, going over my uh, picks last week. Um, so I did miss on Cincinnati for the first time in about a month because uh, they did not. Uh, they they were not able to stand up to um, Justin Herbert and the and the Chargers. So I did lose that one. I also, Jason, quite annoyingly, uh, lost the Washington Vegas game by half a point. The Washington was plus two and a half against Vegas, and I picked them, and they only won 17 to 15. So I was a little bit irritated about that one. Although the Vikings did cover, though. I mean, they were minus seven, and I mean, they did lose, but they did cover the game. So I guess I will take the one and two. At least I didn't go 0 and 3. Well, um, the, the hook will get you. Boy, oh boy, as a guy who's been around this for a long time, Kev, as you know, you've been doing it a while too. That hook is one of the most annoying things, especially in the NFL, when you lose it. Because it, you, you, when you see those games, you, a lot of times you know it's going to be really, really close, and that half point is just there to tease you one way or the other. And unfortunately, it got you last week. Hopefully this week you'll <sighs> you get paid back. The hook will help you out. Yeah. But how, about, how about these Bears? Oh. I mean, is there a reason to watch now? Justin Fields is going to start this week. We'll get into that in just a second. But let's recap that loss to the Cardinals. Really, a uh, game that was not worth watching. No, um, I, I would say for the casuals, for the casual Bears fan, Jason, yes, it, you're absolutely right. The game was not worth watching, and the rest of the season probably isn't worth watching. But, um, number one, I identify myself as a masochist, so therefore I am a diehard Bears fan. Um, And number two, I am a football fan. And the reason I am going to watch the rest of this season, Jason, is I want to see the development of the Bears young players. And I'm talking about David Montgomery. I'm talking about Justin Fields. I'm talking about Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, 
Khalil Herbert on the defensive side. I like to see, uh, even if they're down 20 points, I still love to see Roquan Smith flying around and hitting people. Um, I want to see Jalen Johnson. And I want to see what this Bears team has left in the tank. Because right now at this point, Jason, I know the Bears are still mathematically and statistically possible to get in the playoffs, but let's all be truthful with ourselves here. That's not going to happen. I want to see what this Bears team is going to fight for at this point. Because I know it's already been a meme at this point saying we got to fight, we have to fight. Well, no, these guys are playing for pride at this point. If nothing else, as a professional athlete, you have to play for pride at this point. I think this team should be embarrassed about what happened on Sunday. I think they are embarrassed on both sides of the football. And I'm quite interested to see the kind of character that some of these football players have, Jason, because right now, not only are they playing for their jobs here, but there's some of them that are playing for jobs period. Because right now, as it stands, there's only 17 players that are under contract for the Bears going into next season that are on this roster right now. And to build on that, Kevin, most likely we have a coaching change for the Bears in the offseason. I don't see how they bring Nagy back, but it's the Bears you never know. Maybe a general manager change with Ryan Pace. So certainly uh, not much on this roster signed going forward. This is an audition not only for the guys that are under contract. They want to stick around if a new regime comes in, but also all those guys not under contract that you said. They can go audition for other teams or If a new regime comes in, their tapes are going to be important because they're going to watch every single player and say, do we want this guy? Is he valuable going forward? Or do we just let him walk uh, in free agency or cut some guys under contract on the team? Because I really do think uh, the one thing that will change in the offseason is the Bears head coach. But you're right. You got to play for pride. You got a rivalry game this week against the Green Bay Packers up in Lambeau Field. And we learned right before our taping today of a state line's with you, of course, Jason Gotch, along with Kevin Berger, that it will be Justin Fields, not Andy Dalton. Fields has been cleared to start. Matt Nagy confirmed he will in Green Bay. The line in this game, uh, the Bears got another point when they announced that Fields was going to start. The line went from 11.5, the Bears getting 11.5, to getting 12.5. So the Bears are plus 12.5 in Green Bay. This is the Sunday nighter, uh, 4.30 on the money line, plus 4.30 for the Bears. The Packers at minus 6.50. The total's 43 and a half. I, I watched the end of the Sunday Nighter this past week, and Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, and Mike, Al Michaels is, you know, he's a senior citizen at this point. He says what he wants. Uh, he was kind of joking that this might, you know, not be a great game on Sunday night for the fans this week because obviously he didn't say, but the Bears aren't very good. So uh, it's a primetime game. Uh, can the Bears have that pride, maybe cover this number, even stun Aaron Rodgers and company, or will this be one? Uh, if you haven't decorated your Christmas tree yet, better make some plans on Sunday night because you'll have nothing better to do. No, Jason, I, I don't think this is going to be a close game at all. I think Al Michaels, unfortunately, is exactly right. Um, and this is how it has been with the Bears versus the Packers practically for the last 20 years. Like, as long as I have been alive, I don't think, and I'm 25, I don't think there has ever been a season where the Bears have beaten the Green Bay Packers twice in a season, ever. Like, as long as I have been alive, I've been alive since 1996. Jason, I know you're slightly older than me. You'd be able to remember better than I would. I cannot recall a time when the Bears have won both games against the Packers in a season. I can't. Maybe they might have done it once under Lovey Smith. Maybe. But uh, this game is... To call it a rivalry, kind of, I understand it, Jason, but it's not a rivalry because one team always consistently beats the other. It's not, and most of these games are not competitive. It's not competitive. Aaron Rodgers loves beating the Bears because he always has. 
So um, I think this is going to be like a 16, 18 point game. I don't think the bears are going to be able to cover this Jason. So honestly, I, I, the money's not good enough for me to take either side on the spread. If I'm going to take anything at all, I would probably go over on the um, actually, no, I would go under on the total just because I mean, Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to score more than 30 points in this football game to win. And I honestly don't think the bears are going to score more than 12. So I would take the under. All right, Kevin locked in with the under. And just to answer your question, Kev, there's a reason you do not remember the Bears sweeping the the Packers in the season series. It's only happened twice in your lifetime, 2005 and 2007, both under Lovey Smith. Even the year they went to the Super Bowl in 2006, they split with the Packers. Green Bay uh, won in Chicago that year. And actually, the Bears won the season opener 26-0 in Green Bay, but the Packers crushed them in Chicago. So every only two times in your 25 years on our great earth, have the Bears uh, swept the season series? But you look at the Packers; they they do it almost every year. So it's yep. it's it's been a rough go in this series. Obviously, the Packers have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks dating back to 1992, uh, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and that helps a lot. But I look at this game and I, I see it like you do, Kevin. I Justin Fields, it, it, maybe he becomes a great player. He's not right now. I know a lot of Bears fans don't want to hear that. A lot of media people in Chicago don't want to hear that. I, I'm not trying to say the guy's not going to be good. I don't know. But in year one, he's not. Now, that might be Matt Nagy. That might be him just needing to get experience. And going up to Green Bay, where they want home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs, I, I, I don't see the Packers overlooking their rival. Give me the Packers, minus the 12 and a half. I'll stay away from the total. I, I see this a lot like Rams-Jaguars last week, where the visitors are just overmatched, and the home team's going to have basically be able to name the score. So give me Rodgers and company, minus the 12 and a half. Now let's do another one here, Kevin, before we get to a better to drink it. The Raiders are plus nine, plus 340 at the Chiefs' old-school AFL rivalry, dating back to the 1960s here. These two teams do not like each other. The Chiefs are minus 460 on the money line. The total is 47 and a half. Uh, this is a noon kickoff at Arrowhead Stadium. Oh, dear. Um, oof. Well, Jason, I... Uh... I, I don't know. Like, that that number is just kind of weird to me. So, also, speaking of which, the reason why it's weird, the line has moved up a half point, so now it's nine and a half. Um, uh, I, and I know a lot of conversation has been had, Jason, saying that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are broken, blah, 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 blah. It's time for a change. No, I don't think you need to hit the panic button if you're Kansas City. The, the, this dynasty that is supposed to happen is not going to completely derail itself in one year. It's not going to completely derail itself. But I do think that at this point in the season, Jason, this kind of works towards the Raiders' advantage. I know that they'll be at home. Arrowhead is a fan, apparently, one, a fantastic place to see a football game, and two, a very hard place to play in if you're the visitors. But it's getting cold. It's uh, There's probably going to be snow and ice all over the place. And the Raiders like to get behind their freakishly huge offensive line and pound the football. So you know what? Let me take uh, Vegas in this one plus the nine and a half because I just have a feeling they're going to be able to slow the game down, keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, and the way that his receivers have not been handling the football this year, they might be able to get a couple turnovers. Yeah, I'm going to join you here. I like the Raiders plus the nine. I think that's a lot of points. Uh, Kansas City's been up and down this season. They are trending in the right direction. But I do think that the Raiders, they need this game too. The the AFC standings 
are, are absolutely bunched up for that final wild card spot. The Raiders losing la- or you know getting that game last week where uh, you talked about Kevin. You know they they lost to the Washington Football Team at home, but did cover the spread. But that doesn't matter for the Raiders because uh, at six and six now. Uh, they're at this point, they lose some tiebreakers for that final playoff spot in the AFC. So give me the Raiders. I don't know if they win, but I think they put up a good battle here. Uh, I'll take them plus the nine real quick. Let's do it a better drink it as we love to do on this program. Our fun proposition segment throughout the show. We give you a bunch of prop bets. Do you want to bet it? Or do you want to save that money? So you don't have to bum money at the bar when you're watching all the football games over the weekend from your friends to pay your beer tab. So here we go. Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, sticking with the Raiders and Chiefs. Will they combine for more than 599 and a half passing yards in this game? Yes is minus 110, Kevin. You can't bet the no. So you got to bet the yes or you got to pass. I will pass. I will keep this money in the bear fund, Jason. I don't think Derek Carr is going to be throwing for that much. And honestly, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to be throwing for that, is going to be throwing for enough either. So let me uh, pass and keep it in the bear fund. All right. I am going to go ahead and uh, take a chance on this one and say yes at minus 110 put a little bit of funds on those guys to combine for over to get to 600 yards passing we come back on state lines more nfl games to pick more bet it or drink it also toilet bowl game of the week coming up a little college football our best bets against the spread lots to do as our show progresses more right after this don't go anywhere more sports betting talk right after this on state lines Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the Internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services, including Lifeline, are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We welcome you back to State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. All NFL this segment, hardcore, lots of games to look at, Kevin. So as we look at week 14 in depth, let's roll right now. This is a good one down in Tampa this week. Although the Bills have been disappointing this year. A lot of people had the Bills as a Super Bowl pick. They lost that game in those horrendous conditions uh, back on Monday night to the visiting Patriots. The Patriots run the ball 46 times in that game. Mac Jones throws it only three times, but it was a good enough for a 14-10 victory for the Patriots at the Bills, and that gives the Patriots the inside track on reaching the AFC East title. Bills will have to get some help to get back at the top, but they're still looking good for a wild card. They are in Tampa this week to take on Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. Uh, the line in this game, this is a prime, uh, prime slot. This is 325 uh, central time. Bills are getting three and a half. Totals 53. Buffalo's plus 150 on the money line. Bucks come back minus 170. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, well, Jason, I think that this is going to be uh, 
I think this is going to be another uh, victory for Tom Brady and the Patriots. I realize absolutely nobody wants to hear that, but uh, I think the Bucs are just going to keep right on rolling. I know how good Buffalo is, but I also know how good the Bucs are. So um, I will take the Bucs minus three, uh, minus three and a half. The line has been moved. I believe it was minus three before, but they're three and a half now. And um, I don't know if this is a misprint, Jason, but the Bucks are plus 100 on the spread right now. So, uh, yeah, I would take my, them minus three and a half plus plus the hundred at home. Yeah, that's correct. If you want to lay the three and a half, you're going to have plus 100. Buffalo's minus 120 if you want those plus three and a half. I'm going to go Bills here. I, I know that doesn't make a lot of sense probably to most people because it is Tom Brady. They are at home. But this is a desperation game for Buffalo. They need this one. When you look at what the Bills losing that game to the Patriots last week, and I think Buffalo's better than they played this year. There's a lot of talent. They're seven and five right now. Again, uh, looking good for a wild card in the AFC. If the season ended today, they would get one of those wild card spots. But the Colts, the Steelers even, the Browns, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Dolphins have won, what, five in a row? And they're now six and seven. They're all pushing Buffalo. So I think this is a a desperation time for the Bills, and I think they get this one. So give me the Bills uh, plus the three and a half. Uh, The Cincinnati Bengals, disappointing last week, but a little bit predictable, I guess, when you look in retrospect because they had pounded the Steelers two weeks ago. Uh, Then they lose that game to the Chargers. I was surprised they lost it. I, I, like Kevin, thought they were going to win that game last week. They did not. The Bengals are going to try and bounce back this week. This is a 325 Central Time 2 uh, game. You don't usually see that in Eastern Time Zone. Got a couple of those this week with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers played at home and also the Bengals. Bengals and 49ers. Uh, and the Bengals are plus one and a half here, minus 115 if you want to take the one and a half. Totals 49, plus 105 straight up to win Cincinnati, minus 125 on the 49ers to win straight up. And if you want the Niners minus the one and a half, uh, they are minus 105. Ah, yeah, Jason, I don't know. This this is a tough one. I mean, both of these teams have been playing pretty well for the again the last several weeks. And um I, I do think this is gonna be an interesting quarterback battle between Joe Burrow and Jimmy Garoppolo. I know I touched on it last week, Jason, but Jimmy Garoppolo might have just the way he's played this season might have just saved his job and uh, prevented the Niners from from repl- going outright and replacing him with Trey Lance. So um, I think this game's going to be close. It's going to be competitive. But again, for whatever reason, I'm going to stick with Cincinnati. I would take Cincinnati plus the one and a half. All right. I'm going to join you here. I'm going to take the Bengals too. I like them getting at home. This is a big swing when I I put the lines together right before the show, about an hour before uh, the Bengals were actually minus one. So this line swung cup two and a half points here with what happened uh, as far as some line movement late. But I I still like the Bengals. Look, this is a game they need too. Um, The 49, both these teams need it. But I I think the the difference is at home here. The Bengals are going to do enough offensively. And I, I think this is, again, a team that didn't they, – they played down last week to the Chargers. They're better than that. Uh, road game for the 49ers. Bengals fans are enthused. Should be a good home field advantage at Paul Brown. Give me the Bengals plus the one and a half. Let's move on to the Washington football team. Uh, they lost that game – they had that game in Oakland last week. Rather, they won that game, but they lost it on the spread. So the Washington football team is actually uh, surprisingly playing well and even dating back to Ron Rivera's time with the Panthers. Uh, His teams are usually very good late in the season. The Washington football team started two and six. They're six and six. They won four in a row. They've got a game right now where they are going to take on the Panthers this week. And you look at the line as we speak. uh, I beg your pardon. It's not the Panthers. It's the Dallas Cowboys. I beg your pardon on that one. So the Washington football team is going to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Minus four and a half here for the Cowboys on the road. 47 and a half is your total. Minus 200 on the money line for the Cowboys. 
plus 170 for the Washington football team. Taylor Heineke's quite the story. We've talked about him the last couple of weeks, Kevin, guy who was looking into getting a coaching uh, last season watching NFL football on his couch. Now he's a starting quarterback winning games in the NFL. Can that magic continue or will Dallas bounce back? Yeah, Jason, I don't know. Like, I, I want to take Dallas to win the game. But I feel like Washington is going to be able to cover this football game. They've played; they've been playing very, very well on both sides of the football. I mean, Taylor Heineke's played well, but he they've been doing well on both sides. Excuse me of the football. And Dallas, it, they haven't. I wouldn't say they've slowed down, but it, it seems like this season it's starting to wear on them a little bit. I mean, like. CD Lamb is not get is doesn't seem as explosive as he was in the first couple weeks of the season. Dak is under a bit more pressure. Um, Ezekiel Elliott is not finding those uh, running lanes as much. And again, I mean, Dallas's offensive line, Jason, has been banged up, not nearly as severely as they've been the last couple of seasons. But this is the time, Jason, when I'm going to be very interested to see what happens around the NFL with the extra 17th uh, game this year as to how much of a difference that's going to make come playoff time, especially for a team like Dallas that's that's skilled, but also loves to be physical. So let me take Washington in this one, plus the four and a half minus the one ten. I don't think they win the game, but I do think they are going to be able to cover this one against Dallas, especially at home. All right. It is Kevin locking in on the Washington football team as they try and keep the game close or win it and get their fifth straight victory. I'm going to go Dallas here. I think the Cowboys are the better team. The line scares me. I'm not going to lie. It's not going to be in my best bets. I'll give you a heads up on that. But I'm going to pick the game, and I'm going to say Dallas on the road goes to D.C., and they take out the Washington football team by more than four and a half. Uh, The Rams got a much-needed win last week, taking out the Jaguars 37-7 in Los Angeles. Now they got a tough one here, Kevin. They have to go to the Arizona Cardinals, who are thinking about home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs. And you look at these two teams. This is the Monday nighter this week. It's a good one, too. The Rams are plus one and a half. The total's 51. 105 plus 105 on the money line for the Rams, minus 125 on the money line for the Cardinals. 715 kickoff central time. Another good Monday nighter this week. We've been, we've been blessed with the Monday night games yeah. this week. They've actually been pretty good, or this year rather. And this is another good one here in the NFC West. Yeah, Jason, these these are gonna be two uh the, the, these are two really good teams. I'd say they're relatively evenly matched, all things considering how things have gone this season. Um and uh, I, I honestly think, Jason, this is going to go in Arizona's favor. I'm going to take Arizona in this one, minus one and a half. Uh, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins looked good last week. Kyler Murray looked good last week. So, you know, he has another year to get healthy, back to practice, get 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 his game legs back underneath him and all that sort of jazz. But um, I'm going to be very inter- interested to see, Jason, if L.A. is going to be able to have an uh, answer for um, Arizona's firepower on offense. Um, with their defense, because I, mean, I know Von Miller has not been all that impressive since he got there. Um, Aaron, I mean, Aaron Donald is still Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey is still Jalen Ramsey. But are the Rams going to be able to match the offensive production too? Going up against, I feel like a very underrated Arizona Cardinals defense, Jason, led by JJ Watt. Yeah, the Cardinals defense is one where they, they seem to be very opportunistic. 
realistic. And we saw that last week when they played the Bears and got four interceptions off of Andy Dalton and really some bad Bears receiver and tight end play in that game. Although in this one, I'm going to go Rams. Look, I think the Rams hit their lull in the season. I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl this year, but I like them here on the road. I think this is another team that's really hungry to prove to the national TV audience that some of the games we saw earlier this year where they laid an egg, that's not really who the Rams are. So uh, give me Stafford and company on the road at the Cardinals plus the one and a half in the Monday Nighter. Let's go with some better to drink it's now if we could, Kev. Devontae Adams of the Packers, receiving yards, combined with David Montgomery, rushing yards for the Bears, over 174 and a half yards. You can't bet the under here. You want to go with the over, bet it, or you want to pass? Oh, boy. Wow, Devontae. Oh, Jason, no, I'm going to go I'm going to go over with this one because, I mean, Devontae Adams against the Bears secondary could probably get almost 150 yards by himself. Um, with uh, Aaron Rodgers throwing in the football. And also, everybody, keep in mind, uh, be on the lookout for a prop bet for how many touchdowns Jordy Nelson is going to be scoring against the Bears this week because to this day, he is still open behind the Bears secondary. Thanks a lot, Chris Conte. <laughs> oh, bitter Bears fan. I get it, though. I'm a Bears fan, too. I get it, Kev. I hear where you're coming from. I'm going to pass on this one. I'm just not sure. The Packers could run up the score so much that they might not be throwing the ball in, in, in much in the second half. So I'm, I'm going to pass, and I, we'll see if the if Montgomery can get that on the ground because uh, we'll see with Fields starting a quarterback this week. They might have to throw if they're down big. So I'm going to pass on that one. Uh, Tom Brady and Josh Allen, the quarterbacks and what should be a good game, Tampa Bay, hosting Buffalo, combining for over four and a half touchdown passes. Over or pass? Oh, boy. Um, You know what, Jason? I'm going to go ahead and I will take the – I will pass on this one, actually, just because I was going to say I feel like there's going to be a lot more game on the ground here, at least for, as far as the Bucks are concerned. So I don't think that they're going to be able to combine for uh, five touchdowns between the two of them. Maybe one of them will have three and the other might have one, but I don't think they'll be getting five total. All right. Kevin is going to pass on that one. I'm going to go over. I think there's going to be some points scored in that game. And I think Allen's going to do pretty well through the air as well. So I am going to go over four and a half touchdown passes for combined Brady and Allen. Final one here in this segment. Better to drink it. Tampa Bay receiver Chris Godwin and Buffalo receiver Stephon Diggs. Two real good ones, combining for over 174 and a half receiving yards. Um, hmm. uh, I will take the under on this one, Jason. All right, Kevin going to lock in on the under. I'm going to go over. If I think there's going to be a lot of touchdowns scored, somebody's got to catch those touchdowns. So I think Godwin and Diggs will catch the ball a lot. And Brady really likes throwing a Godwin as well. When we take a break, we'll do that right now. We come back. College football on the agenda, more NFL, toilet bowl game of the week, best bets, lots to do on state lines. More right after this. Don't go anywhere. More sports gambling talk coming up on state lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. 
To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now, back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you aboard here on State Lines, the stretch run of the football season. We've got you covered. He's Kevin Berger. I am Jason Gotch. Let's go ahead and get into our college football segment right now. Obviously, a little different this week. Championship Saturday is in the rearview mirror. Championship weekend is in the rearview mirror. We know our college football playoff. We're not going to talk about those games uh, this uh, on this particular program. We'll get into that later in the month. But just to refresh your memory, really wasn't tough for the committee this year. It all worked itself out with Oklahoma State losing to Baylor, Cincinnati, Alabama, and Michigan winning their games. So since on New Year's Eve, Cincinnati is going to take on Alabama. Tough one for the Bearcats there in the Cotton Bowl, one of the semifinals. And then in the Orange Bowl, There'll be Michigan taking on Georgia, and the winners will meet in early January for the national championship. But there is one game this week, and a lot of people who are connected with this rivalry and people over the years say it's a one-game season for both these teams, Army and Navy, arguably the greatest rivalry not only in college football but in all of sports. You know, There are things that are cliched in sports, but the idea that these guys are rivals and like brothers on the football field and then in a few months to a few years, they're going to be defending our country as two true brothers. You, you can't understate what these guys uh, will eventually put on the line for our country, their lives. So it's great that they get to meet in the sports setting here each and every year. This year, they're going to meet at MetLife Stadium, the home of the Giants and Jets. This is a Saturday, 2 o'clock kickoff Central Time uh, on CBS. And it'll be Navy in the game, getting seven points, Kevin, plus 240. Army is minus 305. The total, check this out, 30 four and a half so the odds makers don't expect a lot of points to be scored in that game no yeah jason and th- to me if you just love football jason especially if you love college football like i do this is one of the best games of the year you don't have to have any ties to either side you don't have to know anybody who was in the military or is at one of the academies this is just a fantastic football game to always watch and CBS or whoever carries the game, whether it's CBS, they always do such a good job at presenting this football game. The tradition behind it is amazing. Um, And yeah, I fully expect, I think the guys in Vegas are right for obvious reasons why this is going to be a low scoring game. Both teams run the triple option to everybody that is listening that, you know, a lot of you'll see some smaller high schools and stuff like that employ the triple option offense. And say like, oh, it's it's it is beautifully simplistic. Yet when it's run correctly, it is an almost impossible offense to stop. And nobody else runs it better than Navy, in my opinion. And Army too. The academies are basically the only ones who in Division One college football that run it. It's one of my favorite football games of the year. Um, I am going to take Navy in this game, Jason, just because I think Navy throughout the entire season plays better competition. I mean, I think they are in a better conference, although they did get pretty smacked good by uh, Air Force 23 to three earlier on in the season. But I mean, they only lost to Houston, who's now ranked 21st by a touchdown. 
They beat UCF, which, as we know, a couple of years ago, you know, UCF was saying that they were the two-time undefeated national champions. Um, and uh, they only lost to a team who is in the college football playoff now, the Cincinnati Bearcats, by a touchdown. So uh, this 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 team is no joke. Army, I mean, yeah, Army's they they've had a solid season this year too. They only lost to Wisconsin by one touchdown. But uh, I will take Navy in this one. And also speaking of the college football playoff, Jason, I just want to remind everybody here that on this program, State Lines last week, I picked Alabama to outright win against Georgia. So I'm not saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> and that was a great one because that was big time. I think Georgia at the time was a six and a half point favorite. So that was like close to plus 250, I think, or 300 for Alabama on the money line. You delivered right there with that one, Kevin. And good call on your part. I'm going to go the other way, though, on this game. I'm going to go Army. I I think Army is just a better team going into this contest. And yeah, Navy played a better schedule. But Army uh, had some good competition as well. They lost an overtime game to Wake Forest earlier this year. So I did uh, just notice that. Yeah, and I, I just, I like Army here. But I'll say this, you know, when you look at this contest, it's one of those where you do almost throw out the records in, in almost many of the years just because, uh, you know, they used to say for Navy, Navy's got three goals every year. Beat Army, win the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy, beat Notre Dame. I mean, and, and beating Army is the, the one thing they want to oh, do yeah. in Army the same way. So, well, and, and, Jason, the thing is, it's not just the, the, the kids on the field that want to win this game either. It's the coaches. It's the, it's the cadets and the recruits in the stands. It's the administrators from both schools want their school to beat Army and or Navy. Like, everybody involved at these universities wants to win this football game. And that's what I think makes it the best rivalry in all of college football, better than Notre Dame, USC, Michigan, Michigan state, Iowa, Minnesota, um, even better than Ohio state versus Michigan. This is quintessentially the best rivalry in college football. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. And well said, Kev. And I'm going to go with uh, go Army here minus the seven. And, and I'll even throw on top of it, the generals care. The people in the Defense Department yes. care. I mean, this is Everybody truly. Everybody involved uh, in the military cares. That's what makes it great. And it's one of those things. I've never been to this game, but that's on the list. That's one thing I would love to do at one point is get to an Army-Navy game. Because it is truly uh, college football as it should be played. And the fact that a lot of these guys aren't thinking about the NFL. Most nope. None of them are. They're, they're, they're really playing for the pride of their university. So I'll take uh, the Army. Uh, Kevin's locked in with the Navy and enjoy the game. Two o'clock kickoff on CBS uh, Central Time. Uh, closer to home, Northern Illinois under Thomas Hammock. How about the Huskies this year? We've been talking about, a lot about them on the program. They were winless last year. They won the MAC title yep. this year. In uh, on championship Saturday at Porterfield, Detroit, taking out Kent last week. So that gets uh, Northern Illinois a berth in the tail greeter cure bowl. That's not a joke. It's the tail greeter cure bowl <laughs> in Orlando, Florida. You might not be familiar with it, but hey, hey you if know you go what? To this game, you get Mickey Mouse. You know, you, you yeah. get to go warm weather in Orlando. So it's not too bad. They're not sending you up to uh, Valley Forge, Pennsylvania to play this game. They're sending, <laughs> they're sending you to Orlando. Enjoy the fact you're in there, Northern Illinois. You're going to get some nice weather. So the Huskies and Hammock plus 10, uh, plus 275 on the money line. Coastal Carolina, 10 and 2 on the year in the Sun Belt is their conference. Uh, they're minus 380 in this game. The total is 49 and a half. It'll be played a week from Friday. So it's going to be. But depending on when you're hearing this show, we'll give you the exact date, uh, December 17th at 5 o'clock Central Time. 
Uh, who do you like in this one, Kev? Do you, you think the Huskies can do it or are you going to go with the, the Coastal Carolina squad? Hey, well, first of all, you know what, Jason? We're getting a little bit of Friday night lights from this one. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Um, anytime I can see more college football, is always better than not. And uh, Jason, I, I know this is going to come down probably as a little bit of bias, but I really like NIU in this one. I mean, they started out, they had a pretty good win against Georgia Tech, and they lost the next They lost the next two. I mean, they got absolutely thrashed by Michigan, 63-10. to 10. But then every other game the rest of the season, they've either won or they lost by, le- by a touchdown or fewer the rest of the season. And I mean, yeah, they, they beat Kent State. Pretty convincingly, might I add, in um, at Ford Field, Jason. And, um, I mean, give the credit to Tyler Lombardi, the kid that, that used to be the quarterback at – or Rocky Lombardi, excuse me, um, that was used to be quarterback at Michigan State, obviously ended up transferring. I didn't know NIU is where he ended up transferring to. So, uh, good for him. Good for NIU. And uh, I I really do like them to win this football game. I, I don't know if I would take them – the uh plus um oh i'm sorry i forgot what the line was you say it was like plus 10 and a half right uh they're plus 10 as we speak plus 275 in the money line the huskies are oh you know what at this point oh screw it i'll take uh niu plus 275 on the money line jason why not all right kevin going big and not going home he's gonna go with the huskies i'm going coastal carolina here northern's had a great year and rocky lombardi has done a really good job as the quarterback you get a good quarterback in a conference like the mac a guy transferred from a Big Ten school. Uh, he has stepped up for Thomas Hammock's team. But I look at Coastal Carolina. They've had a really good season, and I think they're going to sneak up on the Huskies here and cover that 10. And ironically here, a lot of people might be thinking, hey, is Rocky Lombardi related to Vince Lombardi? Yes and no. He's related to Vince Lombardi. His great-grandfather is named Vince Lombardi, but it's not the Packers. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different Vince Lombardi. Hey, that must have been a common name back in the day. So... Uh, if you want to impress your friends when you're watching this game on a Friday night at the bar, just tell them, hey, Rocky Lombardi's related to Vince Lombardi. Like, wow, a related legend. Well, maybe a legend in the family, but not. Yeah, the maybe maybe, maybe you get someone to buy you a drink because of it. <laughs> exactly. All right. That'll uh, wrap up our, our college segment for the program. Let's go ahead now and take a look at some more NFL games here, Kevin. The Detroit Lions, the Motor City Kitties. How about that game? If you were watching the Bears-Cardinals, you should have flipped it over to the CBS game last week because the Lions on the last play of the game uh, beat the Vikings up in Ford Field. Touchdown pass for Jared Goff to win that contest. So the Lions won't go 16-1, and not this year. They're getting eight. Uh, the game is in Denver against the Broncos, minus 280 on the money line. Uh, for the Lions in this contest. And you look at the Denver. Actually, it's come down now. Minus 7.5 for the Broncos. Uh, totals 42. Lions plus 270 on the money line, Kevin. The Broncos are minus 350. You know, Jason, it really aggravates me because I had picked the Lions every week to win for the last, like, four or five weeks because I said they're about due for a victory. And then the one week I don't pick them to win, they win. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little bit irritated about yeah, that, I know. Jared Goff. Yeah, you jumped off the Lions bandwagon, Kevin. It got you. Oh God. Um, but but the video of uh Jared Goff's, uh, I believe it's his fiance, um, that was uh doing a photo shoot for the SIS swimsuit edition. The when she uh saw the play, I, I think that video is really cool. Um, anyway. Um, with that being said, Jason, I do not think that uh, Detroit's going to be able to – I think they're going to be able to keep this game a lot closer than some people might think because Denver doesn't have that great of uh, of an offense. 
um, in this in this football game. Uh, but I am still going to take Denver, so let me take Denver minus the seven and a half. Yeah, I'm on Denver here too, minus seven and a half. Look, this is a letdown spot for Detroit. Denver's thinking playoffs. Lions are happy they won that game. They acted like they won the Super Bowl, and I'll leave it at that. The Broncos are going to win this game by more than a touchdown. So give me the Broncos minus seven and a half. Falcons plus two and a half at the Panthers. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, good old AFC South battle here. Totals 42, Kevin. Noon kickoff, Central Time, Atlanta plus 110 on the money line, Carolina at minus 130. Oh, dear. Um, You know what, Jason? I'm going to go ahead. I'll take Carolina in this one minus the two and a half. Um, I realize they have not been playing all that well um, throughout most of the season. They've been very up and down. And I do believe that um, Christian McCaffrey is now out again. Um, but I am going to take Carolina in this one, mostly because the home dog uh, minus the two and a half. I don't like the half point there because this game kind of could go either way. But yeah, let me just stick with Carolina at home. Uh, all right, Kevin locked in with the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to go Falcons here, plus two and a half. Uh, two bad teams. I like the one getting the points. Uh, so give me Atlanta to keep at least this game uh, close. It's probably a field goal game either way. Maybe the hook gets me. Maybe it doesn't. Again, not. I don't love this game, but I'm going to go ahead and take Matt Ryan and company Ravens at the Browns big game in the AFC North the Ravens in this contest going on the road and they are getting getting here remember the Ravens are leading the AFC North but they're getting two and a half in Cleveland totals 42 Baltimore plus 120 on the money line Browns are minus 140 this has got to be a statement game for Baker Mayfield and company he's gotten a lot of heat for his quarterback play this year with the Browns Cleveland wants to get back to the playoffs but if they lose this game uh, they're in a bad spot under 500 at six and seven. Yeah, Jason, this, this, this is a gut. This is a gut. This is a classic gut check game um, for, I think for both teams at this point, because I mean, Baltimore in recent weeks, they have not played spectacularly well. I mean, even the game they played against the bears, which they did win pretty convincing. was still kind of an ugly football game against a bad team. Um, so I do think this is going to be a statement for both teams. It is, as you said, more important for Cleveland than it is for Baltimore. But I'm still riding on the Ravens on this one, Jason. I know they're going to be going into the dog pound, which, again, is one of, one of those stadiums. Very tough place to play when the Cleveland fans are all fired up. But I expect Baltimore to come out early and try to punch Cleveland in the mouth early and see how Baker Mayfield and company respond. Let me take Baltimore plus the two and a half. All right, I'm on the other side here. I'm going to take the Browns. Game they have to have. I think Mayfield and company step up. And as Kevin alluded to, the Ravens squeaked by against the Bears. They lost to the Steelers last week. They've squeaked by in a lot of games this season. So I think uh, this is a good spot to go ahead and take the Browns. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to lay the two and a half. The Seahawks finally got a win last week, beating the 49ers up in Seattle. They're on the road this week at the Texans. They're minus seven and a half. In this contest, you look at this is a noon scheduled kickoff for the Seahawks and the Texans. Texans are bad. A 41 is the total in this contest. Houston plus 270 on the money line. The Seahawks are minus 350, Kevin. Oh, boy. Seahawks minus 350. Wow. Um, again, Jason, it's weird. I I, I want, you know, you know what? I'm going to take C. Yeah, I'm gonna take Seattle in this one, Jason, uh, minus the 110. I think Houston is gonna be is gonna surprise a couple people and keep this game a lot closer than I think um, it deserves to be. But I will still take Seattle in this one, minus the seven and a half. 
All right, Kevin going with the Seahawks minus the seven and a half. I got to admit, I hate this game. I, I would not I. be picking. I would not be picking this if we were not on the air. So take that for what it's worth when I say the Texans plus seven and a half. Maybe the Seahawks a little let down after beating the rival 49ers. But I, I just don't trust either one of these teams right now. But I, and with that said, that's why I'm taking the points. Again, hint, hint, it will not be in one of my best. <laughs> let's do the bet it or drink it for this segment. And let's start it off with uh, the game we just talked about a few moments ago between the Ravens and the Browns. Got Lamar Jackson, Ravens quarterback, uh, Cleveland running back, Nick Chubb. Will they combine for over or under 149 and a half rushing yards? I... I want to say under on this one, Jason. And the reason being is that I don't know. Lamar Jackson looks a little different compared to last year. He looks like he's trying to stay in the pocket more. Like he's trying to keep the uh, he's trying to keep his eyes downfield more when he scrambles out. Um, running isn't immediately his first option, it seems like, which I can appreciate to an extent. But Lamar Jackson, what makes you Lamar Jackson is your ability to run around people. Um, and I, just, I don't know. I just don't think he's going to be doing that that much in this game. He's, I know he's going to have to deal with Miles Garrett and, and friends. Uh, let me take the under. All right, Kevin on the under. I will join him there under for the total rushing yards under 149 and a half for Lamar Jackson and Nick Chubb. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott and also Antonio Gibson rushing yards combining for over or passing yards for Prescott rushing yards for Antonio Gibson. <laughs> Combining for over 359 and a half. There's no way they're going to rush for that many, but with Prescott passing and Gibson running, can they get there? I was going to say, what is this, the 1970s with teams <laughs> running the ball for 40, 40 plays a game? Um, with that being said, Jason, I will take the over on this one, mostly because, I mean, your average run-of-the-mill NFL quarterback is usually going to be thrown for around 300 yards relatively easily nowadays. And, I mean, Dak is definitely above average, so I'll take the over. Yeah, I'm going over here, too. Antonio Gibson has been a big part of the Washington football team offense, especially in recent weeks. So you look at his rushing totals, 95, 111, and 88 rushing yards in the last three weeks. I don't think Ron Revere is going to get away from that with the, the Washington football team playing very well, winning their last four games. So uh, give me the over for Prescott and Gibson. This is one that, hey, you got to you know pull the rabbit out of the hat, Kevin. Combined total points for Sunday's NFL game. So it does not count the Thursday nighter. It does not count the Monday nighter. Over under 537 and a half. So, Jason, I'm just doing the math right now. So we have 12 games on Sunday. So if we're at so if we're thinking that we got to score over 538 points, divided that by 12 games, that means each game has to have 44.7. So every game in the NFL on Sunday has to get at least 45 points combined to um for us to beat this number. And what is the return on it if uh what what is the return on it if uh the over under is it's there minus a... one ten both ways. Okay. I am going to go ahead and I will take the under on this one, Jason. Reason being the Bears offense exists, um the Lions exist. The Giants exist. This Carolina-Atlanta Falcons game exists. The Jets exist. The Jags exist. And uh, the Texans exist. <laughs> well, you convinced me, Kevin. I'm going under, too. I mean, you know, you, you, you get teams like the Jags and the rest of them throwing up three, ten points a game. Give me the under. When we come back here on State Lines Toilet Bowl Game of the Week, some more preview and our three best bets against the spread. All that and more right after this. 
We'll be right back on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the Internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Welcome back to State Lines, that time of the show you've all been waiting for. Oh, I know you like our best bets too, but come on. You got to love the Toilet Bowl game of the week. And uh, this one, Kevin yeesh. Berger, along with me, Jason Gotch, is a team that I would never expected to enter the season as one that we would see in the Toilet Bowl game of the week. But the New Orleans Saints, uh, once they lost Jameis Winston, uh, their season pretty much went right down the old toilet as they have now lost five consecutive games entering Sunday's noon kickoff central time at the New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. The Jets are bad. They're trying to turn things around with Zach Wilson, uh, but it hasn't worked out at least in his rookie year. He's been banged up. He's back on the field now. Saints in this game, Kevin, at MetLife Stadium. Uh, we give you the latest line here as the New Orleans Saints – uh, are minus five in this contest. The total is 42 and a half. Saints minus 235 on the money line. And then we come back with the Jets at plus 190 on the money line. Toilet Bowl game of the week. We look forward to it every week. How you see it playing out. God, who would have who would have thought that the key to a franchise's season was Jameis Winston of all people? <laughs> Never thought I'd say that in my life. Um, anyway, Jason, I I this is a classic toilet bowl game for us because I hate everything about this game. I don't like the line. I don't like the total. I don't like the spread. <laughs> but if I have to pick something, which that's why we do this, um, let me take the Saints minus five. I realize they have been a colossal disappointment this year. But, I mean, they still have guys on their football team like Alvin Kamara, who, I mean, Alvin Kamara is a one man, can be a one-man wrecking crew by himself in some games. So let me take just take the Saints minus the five. I'll join you. I'm going New Orleans here. I think they take out their frustrations. I don't think they're as bad as they played through this five-game losing streak. You look at some of those contests. They've had some tough games, Bills, Cowboys, uh, taking on the Titans. They lost to them by two. Bad losses maybe to the, Fal the Falcons and the Eagles, but still, I like the Saints here minus the five. Let's preview some more NFL games that we haven't got to yet here on State Lines. Uh, this one features a good team and a bad team. The Chargers at home after that nice win, impressive victory at the Bengals last week. Nice road win for the Chargers. Uh, they come back home to L.A. this week. They're minus 10.5 against the bad Giants. 
Uh, total here is 44, Kevin. 3.05 Central Time kickoff at SoFi Stadium. Chargers and Justin Herbert, minus 5.25 on the money line. Uh, the New York Giants, Joe Judge and company. Uh, and you look at that line, they are plus 3.85 on the money line. Big Blue going to have a chance here. Will the Chargers strike them down? Uh, Jason, I think the Chargers are going to be light are going to be lighting it up. Um, I think I believe the New York Giants are now without Daniel Jones, which not that he was doing a whole heck of a lot when he was available. But um, I'll just take the Chargers in this one minus ten and a half. New York's got to go from East Coast to West Coast, get adjusted to the time change, and the Bolts are definitely going to have the home field advantage. They're going to be back in sunny uh, Southern California, SoFi Stadium, where they're not going to be surrounded by freezing cold temperatures and a potential snowstorm. Looks like it's going to be Jake Fromm starting this game at quarterback because Daniel Jones not cleared for contact yet due to a neck issue. As Kev said, he's out. Mike Glennon, who's absolutely terrible, is the backup quarterback. He's in the concussion protocol. So it looks like it's Jake Fromm, the former Georgia Bulldog. And I think this is a letdown spot for the Chargers. I don't think the Giants win, but I think Jake Fromm's going to put up enough points to cover that 10.5. So maybe I'm nuts, but I'm going to go with the Giants plus the 10.5. Uh, another bad team here in a traditional AFC South battle. I used to love for years when the Titans were bad. Every team has to play on Thursday night. So I used to love that almost every year the Jaguars and the Titans would play a Thursday night yeah. game, either in Jacksonville or yep. in Nashville, just to knock two bad teams off the calendar. So you knocked in one game, two bad teams. Uh, this year it's a noon kickoff down in Nashville. The Jaguars are plus eight and a half, plus three ten. The Titans are minus four ten in this game. Totals forty three and a half. Again, Tennessee's the better team. The Jaguars have surprised a couple of times this year, uh, but it has been a, a rough go for Urban Meyer in his first season in the NFL. Yeah, Jason, uh, he's not looking. Uh, he's not looking very good. Um, this year we'll 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 put it that way he has not been very good this year Um, I mean this is about what we expected though I mean that they don't have a ton of talent in Jacksonville I mean they got a couple decent pieces like Trevor Lawrence and stuff like that I mean he's been without his favorite weapon from college because of the another thing that uh, everyone likes to forget um, Jason is that Travis Etienne has not played a single down the entire regular season he was out for the season since training camp so um, I don't expect this to be all that close of a game. Um, do I think that the eight and a half, I don't like the line at eight and a half. Um, so I'm actually looking at the total on this one. I'm tempted to go ahead and take um, the over on the total just because I'm in mean, Jacksonville, I think is going to be throwing the football a lot. So I'll take the over on the total. All right. Kevin going to go with totals play here and go over 43 and a half. Urban Meyer reminds me of Steve Spurrier. When Steve Spurrier left Florida to become the coach <laughs> of the then Washington Redskins. <laughs> Steve Spurrier liked to golf six months out of the year, coach six months out of the year. Now, Meyer's not that way. He's just too intense. I, I don't think his style translates no. to the NFL. Steve Spurrier's style didn't translate. Lou Holtz with the Jets in the 1970s did not translate. Oh, God. Urban's a, Urban's a college coach. If he went coaching college, Whatever team hired him, as long as it was a Power 5 conference, I think they'd win a title within five years. Jaguars with him, they're not going to win anything. But that's beside the point. This week, we will go ahead. All that being said, I'm going to take the Jags here to cover the 8.5. They're not going to win. They're going to cover this number. Give me Jacksonville and Urban Meyer to get a moral victory, if not one on the field, covering the 8.5 points. It is that time of the show, Kevin Berger. The audience has been waiting a long time for it. We are here to deliver 
best bets. We give you three best bets. Each of us do. No particular order with the bets, so we don't rank them one through two and three. We just say these are the three games we like the most. Here's why. Kevin, as always, you started off. The floor is yours. All righty. So first game is actually going to be the Monday nighter, Jason. Um, I am looking at Arizona minus the one and a half in this one. I know you talked about earlier that this that this is a almost a desperation game for LA. Uh, they're going down to the desert to uh, to try to, to try to eke out a victory in this one. But I don't know. Kyler Murray looked good coming off of last week. Um, they had the bye week to help get him healthy. DeAndre Hopkins did DeAndre Hopkins things last week. And uh, Arizona Cardinals defense, I think they're going to be very opportunistic. Um, the Rams have not been taking care of the football for the, I'd say probably about the last four to five weeks. They've not been doing well taking care of the football. Let me take J.J. Watt and the boys minus one and a half. All right, Kevin, locked in with the Arizona Cardinals. I am going to go with the Denver Broncos. Minus the eight against the Motor City Kitties, the Detroit Lions. As I said earlier in the show, Detroit had their Super Bowl last week. They beat the Vikings on the last play of the game. They celebrated like they had just taken the Vince Lombardi trophy. Letdown spot against a pretty good Broncos team that's competing for a playoff spot this year. One of the final wild cards in the AFC. Give the Broncos, Vic Fangio and company, Teddy Bridgewater, minus the eight. Kevin, pick number two. All righty, pick number two, Jason. We're going back a day to uh, Sunday, and that is going to be the other battle in the in the AFC North, Baltimore versus Cleveland. We talked about it a lot that this is this is a gut check game for both teams, especially Cleveland, which is why I am going to take Baltimore in this one, Jason, on the money line plus 120. These AFC North games, I've, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face, they always end up being competitive, close, smash mouth football, especially at this point in the season. And I just have a feeling that it's going to come down to like a Justin Tucker. 57-yard field goal that he, of course, makes an exorbitant amount of for no apparent reason whatsoever. Um, So let me take Baltimore plus 120, and I'm expecting it to be a very close game. All right, I'm going to go the other way on this one for one of my best bets. I'm actually going to go with Cleveland. I think they need it. Both teams need this game, but the Browns are desperate. They're at home. I think Mayfield and company are going to step up here and eke out a victory against a Ravens team that has been Hit or miss in recent weeks in the games they've won, they've they've kind of squeaked by. So give me the Browns minus the two and a half. Kevin, your final best bet for the week that will be in the NFL. And my final best bet, Jason, is going to be, of course, a little surprise to everybody else who's who's paid attention to state lines for the last month or two. Um, I'm going to take Cincinnati in this one plus one and a half um, against San Francisco. Again, I mean they they played they they played well. I don't th- they didn't play fantastic last week against LA. But I think against most other teams, they would have played well enough to eke out a win. Uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, we all know how I feel about them. No, nothing more needs to be said for me, Jason, especially at home, plus the one and a half. All right. My final one, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills, plus the three and a half down in Tampa against Brady and the Bucks. I think Buffalo is better than they played in recent weeks. This is a chance to make a statement. This is a national TV game, 325 Central Time. Uh, down in Tampa. I think Josh Allen and company get it done. And even if they don't, I think they find a way to cover that three and a half. I like getting the hook there. So I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. That will do it for State Lines. For Kevin Berger, I'm Jason Gotch. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the games. Hope we've given you a lot of winners as we've done all season long. And we will talk to you next week. Enjoy the football, everybody. You've been listening to State Lines, a Franklin Media Group podcast. For more information, visit statelines.show. To start your own podcast, visit franklinmedia.group.